Hello there, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to another episode of The Office ASMR, a sleepy time podcast to help you relax and fall asleep while enjoying the great television show, the greatest of a generation, The Office. I am so thankful for everybody's amazing feedback. I have been getting tweets. I see the iTunes reviews. Uh, actually got a great tweet about... Uh, or a direct message that sometimes I trail off too much at night, which is a function of, number one, me kind of falling asleep while I do this, which I'm fine with, and two, uh, like relaxing in my chair, and I end up getting too far away from the microphone, and uh, three, getting kind of into the show. And it's not that I forget that I'm doing this, but I like need to pick it up. So as always, I am very receptive to constructive feedback. Thankfully, nobody so far has been mean. I got a couple of mean early reviews, but all of your kindness has just flushed those all away. And uh, I am, it's just, I think I say this in a lot of my tweets, it's just really nice to put something nice and helpful out into the world and spreading sleep. So the goal is that you fall asleep before I say goodnight, but I do say goodnight at the end of every episode so that everybody has uh, a good night and a, and a restful sleep. Now, uh, let me double check. Yeah, so we get a 21-minute episode tonight. Uh, the two pieces of consistent feedback is that you wish I uploaded more frequently and longer episodes. So... Both of those things I would like to do. Um, the frequency is harder than the length, the episode length. Well, actually, they're kind of equal. I feel like you can hear the cricket outside of my... where I record. I can like kind of hear it. But I guess that adds to the ambiance. Uh, it seems like the later that I record, the louder the crickets are out there um yeah the frequency thing like i would love to just burn through because i I know there are many listeners that uh to the same episodes over and over and um yeah i'd love to have more episodes for you but so far i haven't missed a single week of uploading since i started and uh I would like to continue that consistency to the point where I I can get ahead. Um, and I guess on that note, since you guys want slightly longer episodes, I don't really get too personal on this show. Um, part of it is this is a show about The Office. This is a show to help everybody fall asleep. And, uh, you know, I do have... I have a good amount of episodes recorded ahead of time, but here's what I'm looking at in the next month or so is I'm going through a major move. Um, uh, We were supposed to move back in May. We didn't uh, for obvious reasons uh, with what's going on in the world. And, uh, but now it's official. We're going to be moving and uh, it's going to be a huge disruption, short-term pain, long-term gain for sure. Yeah, and 
I, I believe I've talked about this in the past, is that there was a period in my life when I so aligned with JD from Scrubs, and I was so, uh, you know, the hopeless romantic, and you wanted the girl, and the girl didn't want him, and like there were so many parallels that I found in my life to JD and Scrubs, and tonight, the only, like the main thing that I can think of, uh, so tonight, you know, our house has been up for sale, and, and the we got an offer, we accepted the offer, we're under contract. And like the the main thing that I think about today is the scene in season seven. I think it's like episode 19, Goodbye Michael. He's like, this is gonna hurt like a motherfucker. And uh, it's been just replaying in my head over and over. You know, I've lived in, I've lived in this house for a very long time, I bought it right out of college, I renovated it myself, and I brought three children home to this house. Like, I brought my wife home to it, I had my, uh, I had our, in our uh, wedding, not wedding shower, engagement party, whatever that was, uh, I had that here, you know, kids' birthday parties, and uh, just like, you know, major life events, and it's a you know, it's a safe, comfortable place, and we've made it our own, and um, it's going to be weird. It's going to be very, very weird. going to hurt like a motherfucker, in the words of Michael Scott. I don't think I've cursed on the podcast, but I know that could be very divisive, and so I try not to, try to keep it clean. I don't think there's any children that need an ASMR podcast, but uh, I will I will continue to be clean in the future. But it's literally, it's a quote from the show. So that's what's going on in my life. I will need ASMR podcasts more than ever because it's a major change. It's going to happen very fast. But at the same time, just doing these episodes and recording and, and having this, like, you know, 30 minutes to step back and and relax um, and enjoy the show it is very meaningful to me. And I'm really glad that I can share it with everybody listening. So uh, this is not a pity party. Don't, don't pity me here. Uh, I'm going to keep the show on a regular schedule. If you notice... In, you know, October, November, the show sounds a little bit different. That's why. But I'm going to do my best to keep everything the same. The intros, the, you know, quiet nature of the show. I'm going to be using the same recording device. Um, it's just going to be an interesting time. Maybe you'll hear more stress in my voice. Or maybe you'll hear, uh, you know, the, the new new place i don't know i don't know we'll see uh wow uh, all of that is to say tonight we're watching season three episode 19 safety training and if you like all this preamble let me know and if you don't like all this preamble if you like this preamble leave a five-star review if you don't like this preamble message me on twitter don't leave a one star don't leave a one star review uh tonight safety training Season 3, episode 19. Can't believe we're almost done with season 3. 
I think I've said it before. I always remember season four as like the the pinnacle of the show, and just like season two, the show really found its footing. Season three, it was like running, but I feel like season four is when it was just sprinting, and that was you know it was a powerhouse at that point. I think season three, it was still rising, uh, and season four is when it was just like off and running, and then. Season 5, we'll excited to revisit. I think I'll also save next time. I've, I've listened to the entire Brian Bongart uh, oral history of The Office on Spotify. Really enjoyed that. And so I think I'll talk about that next time because this episode is already going to be like 35 minutes or something. Um, but this episode aired April 12th, 2007. And was directed by Harold Ramis. I also tweeted out some fun facts about the directors of the episodes on Twitter. I don't really know what to tweet about other than finding some funny GIFs. It's like if you want behind-the-scenes stuff, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, I really liked digging into the directors of this season. And, um, yeah, so let me know. I'd, I'd love to... Uh, you know, I love to talk about the show in all uh, manners. So let's dive into safety training. It's funny because I can like just picture most of the scenes of some of these episodes just seeing the the name of the episode. We start off with a big pan shot across the office, and we see Andy come in with a box, and Pam says hi. Andy wants to be called. Drew and uh, Pam's like I'm not calling you that and Andy explains listen Andy Bernard had an outbreak and now I'm Drew I have new techniques for dealing with the grumbies Jim says hey Andy and he very sheepishly says call me Drew Jim says, no, 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 I'm not going to call you that. Andy. We have Andy saying hi to Dwight. Dwight will not address him. I've decided to shun Andy Bernard for three years. I'm looking forward to it. It's an Amish technique, like slapping someone with silence. He was shunned from four to six for not saving tuna oil. And Jim Jim translates what Dwight says. Uh, he says, hey, welcome back. Dwight says he actually doesn't know one single fact about bear attacks. The bear attack is that bears can climb faster than they can run. Oh, Andy. Oh, he's too far. Damn you, he says. And we're into the intro. You know what's been funny is I've fallen, my TikTok now is basically Hamilton, The Office, and Star Wars. It has completely figured out my personality. And I got a TikTok today that showed somebody that like did a weekend trip to Scranton. And you get the, you get the impression that the economy is run by fandom of The Office at this point. But we'll see. So Michael's now taking everybody down to safety training in the warehouse. 
He said, it's gonna be that, buddy. Daryl's on crutches, showing the forklift. It says, you need a license to operate the machine. Upstairs office workers cannot drive. Quiz Mike, should you drive the forklift? I have and I can. I can and I have. I'm not the only one that's driven the forklift. Pudge has lived in the forklift. Madge. I thought your name was Pudge. No, it's Madge. Her. Her is qualified to work the dangerous machine. You are not. He, Michael, is literally behaving the way that my five-year-old son does whenever I'm telling him not to do something. Looking around, avoiding eye contact. Daryl is explaining that he was getting something from the top shelf. He kicked the ladder out. He said, hey, Daryl, how's it hanging? I fell and busted my ankle. I'm legitimately scared for my workers, he says. The bailer could flatten a car engine, cut off your arm, crush your body without skipping a beat. And Dwight is like, hell yeah. How many people... Get their arm cut off in a bailer. Damn it, Michael. Pay attention, man. Kevin wants to bet on how many people lose their arms at over under 10 people. Would you like to be one of them? Jim's like, look, let's go double or nothing. And then Oscar wants in on the betting. These are dangerous machines. The upstairs workers should not go anywhere near them. But it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Because what the hell is wrong with this man? Dwight is like sticking his head inside to look at it. There is no occasion for you to go near this. Now we're up in the office and the warehouse workers are up there. And Michael says, Toby's got the floor. I hope he doesn't screw this up like everything else in his life. Daryl and the workhouse workers look less than impressed with Toby. Toby says, look out for carpal tunnel. Take a 10-minute break from typing every hour. Your circulation. Get up out of your chairs every 10 minutes every hour. Your computer screen can be a strain on your eyes. Step away for 10 minutes every hour. That's like a half an hour every hour. I'm taking at the same time, man. Skip ahead to the dangerous stuff. Sometimes computers can explode. Can they not? Toby says no. Keep a sweater or cardigan in case it gets drafty. How about a long sleeve tee? A shawl, says Kevin. I think everyone's going to vomit due to boredom, says Michael. Let's see. Seasonal affective disorder. Depression includes weight gain, fatigue, irritability. Brought on by the low light of winter. That dim light is a bitch, ain't it? Oh, I said it was going to be clean. 
It's a quote. It's a quote from the show. Let's do another one. Particular concern for office workers is a sedimentary lifestyle. Sedentary. Contribute to heart disease. Kills more disease, uh, more people than Baylor's. And uh, what's his name from the warehouse? L? Yeah. He said, you got fat butt disease. Kelly, say, Kelly says something. He says, you'd like to swim with this sea monster, huh? Ryan says, you've insulted the gentleman. Please apologize. Ours was real safety training. It's serious down there. You do dangerous stuff, man. This is nerf ball You live a sweet little nerfy life. Sitting on your biscuit. And he says, okay. Nerf isn't cool anymore. Ding. Big deal. I worked in a warehouse, men's warehouse. I was a greeter. Not me. It gets into character. Hello, I'm Michael. Welcome to men's warehouse. We have a special on khaki pants today. He's like, look, just one example. How great was that? Now we have jelly beans, and Pam is presenting them to Kevin, Jim, and Oscar. 51. Karen says it's a strategy. Pam says, I don't know how the betting thing started, but it's fun. 49. Jim wins. Kevin's like, look, he spends hours up here with you. Hours and hours. Constantly. For years. Michael asks Pam and says, depression is as scary as a bailer. Pam says, I don't understand the question. The Michael's now Googling the symptoms of depression. And he's like, look, this is serious. No one commits suicide because they work with a bailer. They called me a nerf. Their safety training had visuals, you know? Michael's like very pleased with that suggestion. It's like, oh, you are so right. They have visual aids. All we had were Toby. You don't go to the science museum and then get a pamphlet on electricity. You go and you put your hand on a metal ball your hair sticks up straight. And then you know science. You're okay? Indubitably. Now we have... Where are they standing? Michael and Dwight. They're out in the hallway. And he's like, look, they had visual aids. They had things to show. And Dwight is like, what are we gonna do? Visual aids. A depression quilt. Says Dwight, no time to sew a quilt. I got it. Give me a number for the giant beatbox toy store. And now he's standing on a trampoline. What am I, you might be asking yourself, what am I doing on a trampoline? 
Like release some stress and move on with my day. Not. So the plan now is that Dwight is going to get the warehouse and the office workers for a safety seminar. Seminar. He's on the roof. Now he has our attention. I can tell them about depression. And then, you ever seen a suicide? And I jump. They freak out. They see the dangers of depression. Side note, they might think, I should have been nicer to Michael. And that's not why I'm doing this. I climb off, walk around the corner. Dwight's like, yeah, 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 this is good. Now we have a scene where Kelly is explaining how Netflix works to Ryan. And you have the whole office kind of paying attention. And then Karen, like, drops some cash. Phyllis drops some cash. Ryan very clearly looking at his watch. And she's just talking, talking. I changed the order of the queue because I want love actually. It's so easy. Do you not know how Netflix works? He says, I guess I forgot. Such a ditz, he says. Two minutes, 42 seconds. Additionally, Pam, you win 10 because she said awesome 12 times. Jim, you win 5 because she mentioned 6 rom-com. Now we're up on the roof. We have Michael and Dwight looking down at the, at the trampoline. Michael says, we should test this. And Dwight said, we measured it once. Then there's a shot of Creed eating uh, an apple. Toby said, look, he's eating an apple. I found a potato. He turns to talk to Pam. Jim swaps it out for a potato. And he bites it and doesn't skip a beat. And then you have half, everybody's like, oh, no. And Karen's like, what the hell? She says, I don't, I don't know this place as well as I thought I did. I'm getting cleaned out. Dwight tosses a watermelon on a trampoline, and it hits Stan. I think I'm pretty sure that's Stanley's car, and the alarm is going off. Michael, oh, he said, he said, if it's Stanley's, call the offices of James Pay P. Albini. Have, have Patch do it or the sea monster. Oh my god. Now we get Dwight standing next to Andy. Says, I'm temporarily lifting the shun. I need you to acquire an inflatable house and or castle. You mean a moon bounce? I'm going to need penny cash. You want a drawbridge? Unshun. Yeah, that sounds good. Reshun. And Andy's like, yeah, all right. Now Michael's seeming very nervous. Dwight says, try and land like an eight-year-old. Do you want to do another test? I have plenty of watermelons. The tests are going terrible. If we keep doing, I'm never going to want to jump. This is about doing. This is a good gift here. You have... Like rock and roll. Dwight's like, down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. 
jumping off the roof. Show them who's boss. I am ready to do this. I'm going to make a point. Dwight runs in and says, Michael's on the roof and acting strange. Andy says, what's the situation? I think he's suffering from depression. Unchun Rishun. Come out to the parking lot and watch him die. Is it nice outside? It's gorgeous. Let's go. No, it's very nice. Everyone's going to be fine in exactly what they're wearing. Let's go. The whole office coming down in the elevator. My life. Oh, my life. What's wrong? You have Dwight with a tiny little megaphone. He says, the stress of my modern office has caused me to go into a depression. Isn't that just fancy word for being dumbed bummed out. Dwight, you ignorant slut. He's, he's yelling down at them. According to a 2004 study, my head is in such pain and turmoil. Where are the warehouse guys? Dwight runs over to the corner it says I didn't think you needed them for this part. That's the whole point, dummy. All right, I'm on it. Attention, blue-collar workers. The odds that this is any way real? 10,000 to 1. And Kevin says, if someone gives you 10,000 to 1 odd and anything, you take it. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a very rich dude. Now the warehouse workers are coming around, and he starts again. Oh, my life. Everything is wrong, Dwight. The stress of my modern office has made me depressed. And then you have Jim that steps aside. He's like, the first performance was off, but... I think they hit their stride in the second show. Might bring my parents tomorrow for a matinee. Oh, this is my favorite part here. Angela says, this is just offensive. Creed like comes out from the bushes, zipping his pants. It's like, hey, look, there's a castle over there. They found the castle, Michael. Damn it. And then Pam's like, oh, he's going to jump. Oh. He's going to kill himself pretending to kill himself. Jim says, hey, Michael, don't, don't jump, man. Don't jump in the bouncy castle. You're going to get horribly, horribly injured. I have a present for you, but you have to come down and get it. What is it? Dwight, find out what the present is. Uh, I don't see anything. She might be bluffing. And Dwight, you ignorant slut. They don't say that. 
It's a Replie Q1 Expo female robot. Wait, you are such a liar. This is the opposite of safety, says Daryl. You told me you have a cushy life, wimpy nerf life. What do I have to live for? A lot of things. He's like, he's like looking around. Everybody else is looking around. What about Jan? Lovely, lovely Jan, man. It's complicated with Jan. I don't know where I stand or what I want. The sex isn't nearly as good as it used to be. Daryl says, you're a brave man. It takes courage just to be you. And at this point, they're just doing megaphone. Little megaphone up. And uh, Michael's talking to them. Daryl says, look, I ain't that strong. I ain't that brave. Way braver. You brave heart, man. I brave heart. I am. Come on down. Pam, I'm coming down to get my present. An office is as safe as the people in it. Sometimes those people make you do crazy things. Just to show you the dangers of the office. That's a danger I found myself in today. Saved a life. My own. Am I a hero? Long pause. I really can't say, but yes. Oh, and then there's a shot of Stanley with watermelon covering his... I think that's the Chrysler. It's like a Chrysler 300. Wow, we have just, what, three? Oh, man, we have four episodes left. We have Product Recall. That has the iconic gym uh, imitation scene. Women's Appreciation beach games, and then the job. Wow. Four amazing episodes in a row. What's in season five? Why can't I picture? Because they don't get married until season six, right? Season five. Oh, weight loss. Weight loss. The Holly storyline. Moroccan Christmas. Yeah, season five is good. Oh yeah, Charles Minor. Yeah, season five is good. Season six, I feel like I can barely tell you what happens after the wedding. Oh, that's the Saber storyline. Scott's Tots is in there. And then I truly couldn't tell you what happens in seven and eight. Wow. Well, I'm here for all of it. We're not even halfway through. And I don't mind it. We got three, four, four and a half. All right. That'll do it for tonight. 
hopefully the episode is loud enough toward the end based on your feedback as always I appreciate it I'll see you in the next one good night sleep tight this has been a great Scott production